bringing you the stories of athletes, celebrities, and everyday Christians doing extraordinary things. It's time for The Walk with Frito and Shivers. My name is Tom Sherman. I'm with Benchmark Mortgage here in Dallas. We're a large privately held mortgage bank here in the Dallas area, actually licensed in about 40 states. And one of the things that makes Benchmark unique is that in a world that has really been disrupted with everything that's occurred in the financial industry in the last several years, Benchmark is a company that really focuses on the stewardship of the client. We want to make sure that we don't just help people get into a mortgage loan. We want to help them make sure that they get into the right mortgage loan that's that's really going to help them get to a better place financially and be better stewards of their resources. Right now, the mortgage market is very, it's very commoditized. The same products, the same rates, the very similar fees from one lender to the next. And what really separates us as a company is our focus on not just getting a loan, but helping the client get the right loan for their needs. Best way to reach me is uh, cell phone, 214-680-1166. Or my email, which is tom.sherman at benchmark.us. My name's Dan Harker. I'm a part of the Harker Five Star Team. Uh, we're with Keller Williams Realty. We help families buy and sell homes. We help investors buy homes. We help people with new construction. We help people sell ranches. We help people buy ranches, not just residential. And we cover the North Dallas, Dallas County, Collin County, Tarrant County areas as a team. Uh, best way to get a hold of me is on my cell phone, which is 214-957-1111, or on my email address, dan at danharker.com. Hey, this is Todd Metton with Wingstop. I am elated and excited to sponsor The Walk with Shivers and Frito. All right, you are listening to The Walk. It's Shivers and Frito, and this is the podcast where we bring you athletes, celebrities, and everyday Christians doing extraordinary things. And Shivers, you brought a guest today. We do. We've got an extraordinary young man, a good friend of mine, active uh, member of Prestonwood Baptist Church, Mike Weiner, who uh, serves not only his wife, Noel, and leads his young son, Gavin, but uh, serves along... Um, Side Coach Rick Carlisle and the Dallas Mavericks. Welcome, Mike. Appreciate you guys having me. It's uh, it's an honor to be here with 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 both of you guys in this uh, in a fine studio, uh, the Frito Nation Production Studio here. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> it's uh, it's truly a blessing to to know you guys, and I've known Shivers for a long time now, and and Frito th- through the sports world, and we've come to know each other a little more through uh, through Prestonwood now. Yeah, I do think the first time that I met you was during that championship run um, when I was on the road. Me, Ben, and Skin um, were traveling to all those road games and it was such a great great um god what six seven weeks hell gosh hell it's it, it's a test i tell you yeah. what you get done with 82 games in regular season and then you, you got a whole two months left uh if, you, if you're blessed and honored enough to get to the finals yeah you know, the regular season ends you know april 15th 14th something in there and and we we won a championship in miami american airlines arena yeah. uh june 12th 2011 it's a day what don't a stick night with me was. can i tell you a quick story about that night sure let's hear it <laughs> wait you, wait before you go no, to that story, no i gotta tell the story No, you gotta tell the story i want the story is gonna be amazing but when you mentioned being on that run with ben and skinny down that was a season when all those uh other cowboy guys and and ben and skin were coming up to prestonwood a lot and so we were playing a lot of pickup games, and like every every game that we would watch in the Madison when Dirk was just unstoppable, and it was just so fun. I remember getting together after some of those pickup games and just talking about Dirk and and Ben and Skin, just talking about how fun that road that that 
So you're Truth saying was, so you're saying you guys pick up games where the inspiration for the eleven playoff run? That's no, what I'm for Ben and Skin, I'm just telling for Ben and Skin it was, and it was just a memorable moment for Young Shivers just uh, <laughs> watching Dirk crush it. And man, I remember texting with Pastor Graham was at one of those games there in Oklahoma City uh, when we were way down and we we had that incredible comeback. And I was texting with him that night, thinking this is unbelievable that this is happening right now. And he's sitting there right in front of him watching it. Look, it was a incredible run. The the whole playoff run. I mean, we're in Portland, up to nothing, or win two games in Dallas, go up to Portland. Brandon Roy comes back from who knows where and yeah. uh, gets us back to two two. We come to back to Dallas for game five, and you know it's it's all on the line at that point. You go losing game five, five at your building, yeah. it's you're you're in trouble. But uh, look, yeah, the percentage we're, we're, low. You got Jason Kidd leading the team. You got Coach Carlisle, and, and obviously a first ballot no brainer. You know, Hall of Famer. You know, you're hitching your wagon to. And, Nobody uh, had an answer for Dirk. They never had an answer for him. Look, when he's in his prime, uh, look, he's going to get a shot off. Yeah. It's just whether you can, you know, make up make it up on the other end. One of those games in Portland, um, Tyson Chandler, as far as I was concerned, just got completely jobbed by the by the referees. And after the game at the hotel, um, we ran into him and he went to shake my hand and I flopped. Just a, hey, <laughs> hey. It's a foul. It's a foul right there. Look, look, look. Tyson's an emotional guy, and obviously we we, we love him. He's he's. Whenever I see him, we we give a big embrace, and, and we call each other champ. Yeah, um, it's just a a bond you'll have with those guys. And look, I'm not on the floor with those guys. I, you know, I'm not. You know, I don't have the jersey on. But anybody that was involved in that group, from coaching staff, support staff, ownership. Uh, you, you have that special bond, and, and I've been lucky and blessed to be in a, a few championship situations yep. uh, in my in my young life. Uh, and, and look, you just have that bond. You look at that guy, and you know you went through those through those tribulations and through those those battles, and you just have that bond forever. It's something that you can't take away. Okay, so I got to get to my store here, and then we'll talk about your other championships. <laughs> so, game six in Miami, you guys win the championship. And I run into shivers. I've got magical my, night. I've got my shocker all shocker. access <laughs> media credential, and I'm yeah. I'm working right. I and I mean it's a stressful time when you're the flagship radio station of the NBA champions, and you got to make sure that you get the <laughs> the trophy presentation on the air and everything. Well, I'm running to to the court basically, and shivers. I run into him, and he says, "Hey, hey, get me down there, get me down there," and I was like. David, you're on your own. I was you're outside the ropes. I was out with the grate unwashed. So, just watching see, see, it, that part was stressful for you. When that <laughs> when that buzzer hit, the stress was done for us. Yes. <laughs> the stress was just beginning for you. Yeah, and for me, I had a good buddy who uh, I had trained and coached for a number of years, uh, young friend Max McDermott, who parents wanted to do something special for him for graduation he just graduated high school because it was like you said june whatever 11th 12th 12th. june 12th i got it so they got us these flights and hotels and i just said i think i can come up with two tickets and then they were like well you can escort him you can you've been his mentor we trust you with him so max and i flew down for that game six just on faith that maybe this would be the night and that we would be there and then the lord made all of our dreams come true all of our dallas maverick basketball fans in the metroplex and then i'm down there Max and I are just at the rope watching all these people. And I said, there's Frito. Frito, come on. <laughs> Galloway, you're chasing. You and Galloway are running around up there. And I'm thinking, surely he, one of these guys is going to get us in. But 
We just stood. We were close, though. So they lift the rope courtside to let me in. And then I hear behind me, I'm with him. I'm with him. <laughs> I was trying. How'd that go? It didn't work out. <laughs> they shut us down. But no. later on, Max and I, I mean, it was so fun because we ran into so many of you guys I was chasing and texting with. We ended up over at the Versace Mansion with all the, at that little post party and with all the players. And Max and I have this memory with Sean Marion mm-hmm. at whatever club that was holding the trophy. Live, I'm live. Sorry. Pardon? Live, live. Yeah, whatever L-I-V. it was, live or live. You were there. The That's where you went. I was there. Wilbon was there. Uh, Michael Wilbon. We saw old. Uh, who's the other announcer guy that was always there uh, alongside of him? Coach Van Gundy. No, Cornheiser. Yeah, pardon. No, PKI? it was Wilbon and, and uh, Barry, the shooter guy that was calling the John game. John Barry. Yeah, John Barry. And uh, and then all the team, I mean, Cuban and all the guys. And then so Max and I got close enough one time to Sean Marion where we were just like dancing with the trophy. I okay. was like, this is a great memory. We'll have it forever. That is so funny. I think funny. we were the only sober guys in the entire club, <laughs> me and Max. Uh, my, I'm going to plead the fifth. I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> my pastor and spiritual leader ends up at that party. You want to know what I did? Because I, I – yeah. Ben and Skin went there, obviously, and I was about to go there. But the problem I had is I don't like doing stuff like that. I'm oh, not that man. type of – and so the other problem was we were staying in probably the best hotel I've ever stayed at, <laughs> and we only had one more night there. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going back to the room. <laughs> yeah. And thankfully, our hotel was closed. We just walked over, and yeah, suffice it to say, I wasn't there long. We had our moment with the trophy, and then we were out. I was like, I ain't staying here. It my, was late. My whereabouts are going to be remain uh, unknown. <laughs> unknown. That night. Yeah, it was way past my bedtime. I was like, no way. Look, we live in a sinful world. There's a lot of sin going on that night after, uh, <laughs> after winning. Look, it's a celebration for everybody that's involved, and look, just happy to be a part of it. Uh, at that point in time, I wasn't uh, behind the bench. Uh, my technical title still special assistant to the head coach. So at that time, I was in the back of the locker room, and when the buzzer yeah. goes off, I beeline it to the court. And at the exact same time, if you see the video, Dirk obviously overcome with emotion and just right, right. you know satisfaction of, of of finally you know winning a championship after this many years, being that close in '06 and and all sure. the things. He makes a beeline for the locker room. So if yeah. you see the video, I've seen that. Dirk he is takes hopping off. over the the the, uh, the scores table, and he literally like jumps right into me because I'm going oh, the yeah. opposite direction. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the court. Yeah, he's going the other direction, and they'll the, just uh, run smack dab into each yeah, other. Yeah, I believe the the. PR director for the NBA followed him in there because they got to have him out there sure, for sure. the celebration. But uh, what what a moment, what a time! Uh, look, it was my third year in Dallas. Now we're entering our our, our tenth year, coming up on our tenth year here in Dallas with fall. Coach Carlisle. So uh, look, we've seen it all. We've we've not made the playoffs. We've won the championship. We've got exit in the first round, second round. We've mm. seen about everything here in the last uh, nine nine years, going on ten. So we'll we'll see what this year holds. Okay, this is an unfair question, but when you achieve that dream of winning the championship how hard is it to regroup and get ready for another regular season game the next season well that year it it was interesting because that that's the lockout year so we didn't have training camp right away you're kind of going about your business you know the next year in the fall of 11 11 we won it in the fall of 11 was the The, uh, uh, lockouts what you know all the legal terms for it i'm not sure exactly what it is but uh we didn't have a regular training camp there, so you're kind of waiting by your phone every day. Hey, what, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah, uh, and it happened uh, the end of November, November 26. We we got kind of got the word that that things were going to develop, and mm-hmm. bang, 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 we're starting training camp in December. So it just happened so fast. You you you, you get done in June, and yeah, a little time off, and then you got the draft, and you know a little. Then it's after that, 
you're full go once once that that word dropped in late November. It was just go. You didn't have time to think about you know how you felt or this or that. It was just full go because everything's so compacted because the schedule. Obviously, they had to rework everything. Now you work closely with Coach Carlisle, obviously, and I can tell you my thoughts about Coach Carlisle as a person. Well, let's hear that. Very let's impressive, that. <laughs> incredibly impressive. Yeah, all the interactions I've had with him, and I think there's um I hate to say a. a a misperception of Coach Carlisle because it's I think it's the way he wants it to be. I think that everything he does and the perception of him is very calculated. Um, but I got to witness him in, in, in several different arenas um, of life. And one of my favorites was when he's trying to raise money for the Dallas Ballet. And right, we, were right. having, we were having an auction yeah. on the air. I was producing Galloway. And this is where I got to see a side of Coach Carlisle that I'd never seen before. And I was so impressed is we were auctioning off like basketball signed by Dirk. And, you know, we had like probably about 15 different auction items. And I was the one taking the bids and getting the names of everyone. Sure. And once we were finished with that auction, Coach Carlisle came into the control room and said, hey, Frito, do you have the phone numbers of the winners? And I said, yes. And I sat there and watched Coach Carlisle call every one of these winners. And not only thank them for bidding and thank them for their support in a very nice, very great way to do that. But not only did he do that, but out of every single one of them, he got more money out of them by telling them, hey, look, you know what? I know you bid on that Dirk basketball. We've got it at the the arena. Hey, let's set up a time. um, And if you're willing to to double your donation – we can go to lunch, and I'll show you around. And not only wow. did he make the people feel incredibly special for taking the time to donate, but he was able to sell them sell them more and get more money out of it and, awesome. and for a great cause. Yeah, to, to, to kind of second, the word you said to start that, uh, Frito, was uh, was calculated. Now, I would agree that Coach Carlisle is, is, is pretty calculated. Mm-hmm. I've been around him uh, about as, as close, other than his family. I've, I've been pretty close to him here for the last nine-plus years. Um, and calculated, it, 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 I would say that's an accurate word. However, he, another word, another C word we'll use is that he cares. Yes. He, yeah. he truly cares about the people in his circle, about his, his circle of influence. He cares about individuals. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's got a great family here in Dallas, a young daughter, and um, and his wife uh, is certainly the, the rock at home. Yeah. Uh, but he, he cares. That's that's a reflection of that story you just told, Frito. He cares. Um, well, we all go through personal trials and tribulations, and and obviously uh, we all have experienced those things. And he's been there for me, and I can I can say that to the bottom of my heart. Uh, he cares about me, and I care about him. That's he's a line. very gifted. Uh, I'd I call him. I think he's just a, a renaissance guy. I mean, he could, he came up and at our a buddy, our other coach uh, Canales's wedding. He played the piano at his wedding. I mean, just sat up there and just. Tickled the ivory like he's been doing it his whole life. Well, and then he has been doing it a long time. He's a phenomenal piano player, people probably don't know, or, or, or at least don't have a clue as to how talented he is there. And then just a great ping pong player. He's a, There's a, a guy at Prestonwood that plays him a lot that is a really good ping pong player in his own right, and Coach Carlisle is uh, just impressive. We, we did a, uh, to, to go back on a story from a long time ago, we did a, uh, Coach Carlisle led a, uh, a fundraiser, uh, yep. the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, PanCan is what they refer to it, because Coach yeah. Carlisle was very close with uh, Chuck Daly. Coach Daly uh, passed away from pancreatic cancer yep, pretty, yep. pretty suddenly, yep. uh, and it affected Coach Carlisle, and, and, and it, it was a, a, a major ordeal. And Coach Carlisle <laughs> wanted to give back, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he got involved with the local PanCan network. Yeah. And we started to do – Coach Carlisle, we, we got to do a uh, a fundraiser, and it was centered around ping pong. Now, yeah, now yeah. let's get this right now. We're, we're in Frito Nation luxurious uh, studio here. It's actually table tennis. Table we, tennis. Yeah, okay. okay. Let's, let's get that That's right. what yeah. Coach calls it? Let's get that Ping right. Ping pong is what they play in the recreation centers in East Texas. Exactly. Okay, okay. Carthage. Okay. Yeah. This is actual table tennis. So <laughs> literally, we set up yeah, – this is before Shivers and I knew each other. Yeah. We uh, – Coach Carlisle led, and obviously I was a big part of this along with some others. Um, during the years, like March, end of March, we had a couple of days off, no games. We took over Moody Coliseum uh, for an afternoon and brought in all of our players – uh, we had uh, Nastia Lukin, gold medalist, mm-hmm. Carly Patterson, gold medalist. Yeah. Several uh, high-ranked table tennis players in the world. Playing these playing guys. Playing in these, this fundraiser. So, obviously, as a fundraiser, you, you, you pay to play and, yeah, yeah. and be a part of it and play against Dirk and JJ and all these guys. Yeah, yeah. Incredible event. But that just shows Coach Carlos' commitment wow. to caring about a cause. And I can't tell you the exact number, but we raised a significant amount of money just in that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, our, uh, the, the Mavericks players at that time were, were – were very you know helpful and influential in getting that. It's awesome. But it just shows you his reach. Uh, I, as mm-hmm. as Shivs, as you said, he uh, he's a concert pianist. Yeah, uh, I've seen him on stage. I'm gonna leave the artist uh, alone, but I've seen him on stage in a live concert. Yeah, like legitimate concert at Grand Prairie out of Verizon. I think it's Verizon Theater. Yeah, now. yeah. yeah. I've seen him on stage. I was standing next to him on stage performing with an artist. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. But, but look, we go back to what you initially said, Frito. He cares. He's calculated and he cares. We'll go with those two. Good. So tell us about, Mike, uh, just some of the origins or beginnings of uh, your spiritual life and, and growth. Because I've had the privilege um, serving as a chaplain just to see what God's done in and through your life there with the Mavericks. But also as a pastor at Prestonwood to see you and Noel just jump in as a young married couple and a young family and get... Uh, involved in a Bible fellowship class, so faithful in worship, uh, loving and serving your local church here at Prestonwood. But just tell us a little bit about how that started and began in your life. Yeah, my, in, in my new life, um, mm. a born again Christian, I, I'm well pretty played. young. Did you see what he did that there? Was very well. Played. See what he did there, Mark. Very calculated. Very calculated. That's Second Corinthians five seventeen. I've learned. I, now, see, I don't have the passages, but I new I, life I can, in Christ. There you go. In my new life. Uh, I'm still very, very, very young. Uh, December 24th, 2013, I gave my life to Christ uh, in the balcony in Prestonwood at Christmas Eve service. Uh, That's awesome. And was baptized by um, the preacher that married my, my wife and I, Noel. I was baptized on February 16th, 2014, two Wait, months later. Okay, so that was before you met Shivers because you are in the balcony. He could have gotten you better seats. <laughs> well, you know, if, he, if there's a rope there, I don't know. Cause it doesn't true. seem like he's got good luck with yeah. ropes. Barriers typically don't stop me, but that, night, that, that faithful night in Miami, they did. <laughs> they did. But uh, a relatively new Christian, um, you know, I grew up. We'd go to church every once in a while and didn't really understand it. Just kind of was told I got to go every once in a while, and, and that kind of faded too. Right. Um, and then I was uh, uh, blessed enough to, to meet my now bride of seven years yesterday. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Um, I met my Happy wife. When I, when I Thank you. I was uh, a, a young man and uh, 15 years old in, in high school, and I, through a, a lot of different ways, I, I, I finally got to know this girl named noel norris and mm-hmm. i said you know what uh, she might be the one and, you know we're 15 and 14 at that point and, and you're already having those started, we started dating and uh 
But for a small hiccup in grad school for me, uh, about three months over the summer of grad school, we've been together since that day. Wow. Uh, so we've been together 18 years, going on 18 years uh, yeah. this November. So look, um, she is the, the greatest blessing, uh, aside from my son and, and my soon-to-be second son, uh, that I've ever experienced in my life. Because through her... I understood what church was. Uh, mm-hmm. Her family is Southern Baptist as could be and raised in the church, and you better be in church Sunday morning, and we're going to have a heck of a meal right after church on Sunday. We're going to have everything home-baked and homemade, and it's going to be an extravaganza. Yeah, so that's yeah. Where, where I first got introduced to, to, to what I call real church, You know, actually going and attending and being a faithful member. Amen. Um, uh, I got introduced there, and then my wife, after we got married in uh, 2012, we got married in, in uh, 20. 10, but my wife came down with an illness in, in 20, uh, this fall of 2011 and, and 2012 after we won a championship. She came down with an illness, and we couldn't figure out what it was. No mm. doctor, no nothing. We went to all kind of people here in Dallas, yeah. and for the longest time, couldn't figure it out. Come to be, she had, she had um, an, an immune disease, an autoimmune disease, and it required her to uh, have a diff, diff, difficult procedure. Uh, where they had to remove a, an organ, and it was a, a, mm. a serious procedure. And I came to the Lord, and I said, look, if you can get my wife through this, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. And he started to work on me from that day. It took you know that kind of hardship, my wife going under the knife and having an organ removed to, yeah. to for, for me to really experience to Get God, your attention. To, to really hit me in the face. Yeah. Uh, and it did. And, it, yeah. and, it, and from that day... He started working on me and working on me and working on me, and I became more interested. And in, in, in we weren't at Prestonwood at that point. My wife yeah. wasn't. My wife is, you know, Christian. You know, her born again. I think she was nine. Yeah. Um, so this I, is a fall of twelve, fall of eleven. Oh yeah, starting yeah. going 12, into, you know, 2012. into twelve. Yeah, yeah. and. So when she had the procedure, it was later in 2012. Correct. I finally identified Correct. it and figured out. Correct. Okay. So, so God started working on me, working on me, working on me, and. Through all kinds of people, when yeah. my wife got introduced to Prestonwood, and at about yeah. the same time, uh, somebody mentioned Prestonwood to me. You know, I wasn't a full fledged Christian, but they kind of understood that I was leaning that way, seeking, and, and, it, yeah, yeah. kind of mentally curious. I would sure, say, sure, sure. Um, so, it got mentioned to me. My wife got mentioned at the same time, and all of a sudden, you know, we went in a couple services at Prestonwood, a couple services here, there, everywhere. I met Shivs, you know, basketball guy, supposedly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, Michael Finley, who's was kind of on the outs of the organization, you know, San Antonio, but he, he back with us full fledged as a member there at yeah, Prestonwood yeah, and a yeah. few other. Uh, and Pastor Graham is certainly a, a sports fanatic. Sure, you know, he may lean towards the baseball a little more, but we're okay with that. Hey, he's a, he, his wife Deb. She's the champion for the Mass. She is. Deb she Graham is for played sure. college basketball and is an avid avid Mavs fan. She uh, she's a big supporter. And look, we just started uh, kind of infiltrating the church, you know, little by little, little by little. Yeah. And then that that uh, that Christmas Eve 2013 really, really changed my life, my eternal life. Amen. And uh, we, we've grown since then. Yeah. So you talked about God getting your attention and, and slapping you upside the head. It's being slapped upside the head and God getting your attention is something typical that God does regularly in, in the lives of, of people who need to hear, who, who, who need um, to be reminded that there's a God out there that loves them and cares about them. He says that pain is oftentimes, C.S. Lewis says pain is, is often God's megaphone that he uses to call a dying world unto himself. So it's just interesting to see 
uh, you and Noel having walked through that and just the, the pain, the uncertainty, the anxiety, how's this all going to work out? Is she going to be okay? How, when you get jarred like that, it's, you're, you're way more open and, and vulnerable. Yeah. And I, and Frito, I, I don't know if, you know, you agree with me here. I'm, I'm guessing you will, but we're, I'm going to leave most of the scripture talk to uh, to Shivs because he's the expert in that category. <laughs> Amen. But I do know this. Jeremiah 29:11 says that I have a plan for you. Amen. And, and I know that God has a plan for myself and my brother Frito and my brother Shivers. No and, question. Uh, I, I fall back on that one uh, quite frequently. Yeah. Because you know, through the ups and downs of not only our lives but NBA season. Oh yeah. Uh, there, there's always a plan. Whatever yeah. it may be, there's a plan. I know that. Yeah. It's a great reminder uh, that our God is in control, that he's sovereign is the word there, that he's all-powerful, that he's all-knowing, and that he's in total control of the affairs of man. So we can trust him, we can rely on him, even when we don't know uh, what tomorrow holds and there's all kinds of uncertainty out there, that he's in control. It's comforting to me. So um, we kind of passed over this, but you, you, in passing – Shivers, you kind of mentioned you you have become the team chaplain there. It's been a yeah. It's a, it, yeah we probably been, should have brought that up earlier. Yeah, well, you can go back and throw that in where you want, Frito. You got to mark it around, on your deal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been an honor for me to serve alongside Dr. Evans, his son Jonathan, uh, just being invited by those guys to come down and and help out and be a uh, just a source of encouragement and. Uh, it's been a huge blessing in my life to get to walk alongside you and so many more of the guys. So we, we actually got to lift the rope there a little bit. We got you yeah, in. We got you in. <laughs> we got you in. Yeah, there's no more rope there. That's there's a no good, more rope. Well, well, uh, well played again. There's no more rope. Now, now Shivers has kind of clued me in, and you kind of brought it up earlier. So what does your wife do with, with food? Well, first of all, <laughs> she's like amazing. Way, like she does, I put whatever, that? she <laughs> does whatever she wants yeah, with you, food. You talk about the great meals and well, the home-baked family meals at the Norris house. Yeah, at the Norris house. Uh, you don't go That hungry. was really the reward that Mike was wanting. When he was sitting through church <laughs> no as doubt. a young man, he was like, no oh, I just got to make it to lunch. No doubt. <laughs> just no got to make Where's it to lunch. Where's that pecan pie? <laughs> uh, being blessed, raising a southern family. She has uh, three sisters and a long lineage of, uh, of ex- uh, great chefs and bakers in her family. And she's kind of continued that as uh, first as a hobby and now as a, a little small business. Uh, especially during the holiday times. It's called Deep South Desserts, and uh, she makes all of her family recipes, um, hummingbird cake, uh, key lime cake, pecan pies, uh, chocolate peanut butter extravaganza. It's amazing. Uh, she does all these recipes and, and literally um, delivers them to your house. Um, her, all her costs include include delivery in the Metroplex. And uh, there's a reason I have to work out, because I would be 450 pounds <laughs> mm-hmm. easily. Uh, if I just consume the desserts that she 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 makes and, and and comes from her family recipes, yeah, and I will just endorse here unashamedly that the Shivers family has received from not only Mr. Finley and uh, Pastor Graham. I know he's a uh, a big fan, and uh, Scott Olson. We've received uh, a few pies and cakes and awesome treats from the Deep South desserts over the years. So, so does she have a staff? She do it all over. She has a. Uh, she primarily does it all by herself. Um, now, occasionally, when there's massive orders, she has some, some uh, close friends up. come in and help. Uh, How about you? Do you ever help out? I take direction really well. Yes, you uh, deliver something. I, I do some delivery. Take when, some when up available. to the church. Can, can you crack an egg without getting the shell in that, there? That I can do. A- outside of that, nah, that's, that's about my limitation. <laughs> Limited skill set. Here. I can turn the oven on. That's about. <laughs> that's about where I'm at. 
All right. Now, hey, thank you for joining us here today, uh, Mike. And, you know, in wrapping up, do you have any thoughts that you want to leave us with? Well, first of all, Frito and Shivs, appreciate you having me here. It's uh, It's been an honor and a blessing to, to not only talk some hoops, but talk some faith, too. Uh, in closing, I would say that we, we all face temptations in a sinful world. Yep. We all know that there's sin all around us at all times, and, and there's an evil force working against us. Um, they come in different manners and fashions, uh, and they manifest uh, differently for, for all of us. You know, mine may be traveling you know, with the team and, and late at night at all hours and all, all cities and all time zones, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Now, how do you face those? Do you, do you give in or do you, do, you, do you fight the good fight and, and stay with the faith? Uh, I know I just challenge everybody to try to stay within their in their mindset and understand that the the, the devil's going to attack you and uh, see how you respond to that. That's a great word, Mike. And I try to encourage our men and Prestonwood. That's a great thought, Mike. And I would just say that I, I try to encourage our men at Prestonwood uh, to remember the truth of Scripture that that we are soldiers, Second Timothy 2 says that we are soldiers of Christ Jesus, that we have a very real enemy and adversary, uh, Satan, the evil one. Isaiah 14 says that he's, he's real, that sometimes it's, we, it's, we can be dismissive of this thought of a, of, a, of a real enemy or an adversary, the devil, that Satan would like nothing more than to take us out, and that we have a weapon, that, that our weapon as we fight uh, those temptations that you mentioned, Mike, is God's word. Uh, Matthew chapter four, Jesus and his encounter with Satan there in the desert as he prepared uh, his to be the very beginning as he was preparing for his earthly ministry. In Matthew chapter four, every one of those temptations in the area of his appetites, whether he be allegiance, his allegiance, faithfulness, loyalty, and his ambitions. Every time that Satan tempted him, he said, "It is written, it is written, it is written." Deuteronomy six, Deuteronomy chapter eight, and so. And it's just a great reminder for us as men and followers of Christ to take God's word just like Jesus did, hide it in our hearts, and fight that battle, fight that good fight that you were talking about with the truth and the power of God's word. See, Fruit, I told you he's got the scriptures. Oh, yeah, he definitely has. We'll them. leave those alone. Let, let, let him uh, recite those. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us. It's a great, been a great time together. Thanks, guys.